What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're gonna to talk about new news from Tesla that the company plans to raise about $2 billion of fresh capital. Uh, this news totally caught me by surprise, and I think a lot of people. Um, so I wanna go through the mechanics of what Tesla's actually doing here, how they're gonna raise the money, and then what I think they're gonna spend the money on why I think this could actually make a lot of sense. But you know, first I wanna talk about the surprise here. First, this news broke earlier this morning. The stock was down in pre-market like four or 5%. Now, as I'm recording this episode, the stock is up like 2% for the day. So pretty big swing. Um, the market's trying to digest this news because just two weeks ago on the Q4 earnings call, Elon Musk and Tesla were very adamant um, about not needing to raise capital. Um, they were asked several times on the call if they would leverage their higher share price to dilute a little bit, strengthen their balance sheet, maybe accelerate growth plans. And the answer was pretty clear from Elon Musk and Zach Kirkhorn, the CFO, basically saying like, we don't need money. Um, we're spending money as fast as we can on R&D. Capital is not the bottleneck. We don't wanna dilute. It doesn't make sense to dilute. So hearing them adamantly deny wanting to raise capital just two weeks ago, now seeing them raise capital, a little bit interesting, totally caught me by surprise. And if I did have like a 0.1% feedback for Tesla, it'd be like, maybe don't deny that you're gonna keep raising capital and just be like, yes, we will consider doing, like they should have given a more PC answer on the conference call maybe like, yes, we will consider raising capital um, if you know the circumstances dictate that it would be a good idea or something like that. Because you know, screw what Wall Street thinks and setting expectations for Wall Street, but just in terms of personal investors and you know shareholders following the company, I was totally surprised by this and caught off guard. And if you know Tesla was signaling we have really strong internal operating cash flow, that's going to be enough to fund our growth ambitions. So it doesn't make sense to dilute. Now we're seeing them dilute, just mixed signals. But anyway, I don't think it's a big deal. Let's dive into the mechanics of what's going down. So Tesla puts out this press release here um, saying that they offer, um, intend to offer about $2 billion of common stock in an underwritten registered public offering. They've also granted the 30-day option to purchase up to approximately 300 million of additional common stock. Elon Musk, the CEO, will participate by buying 10 million of stock in this offering. So Elon Musk buying in, although out of 2 billion, 10 million is not much. Larry Ellison, also on the board of directors, will purchase up to a million dollars. Also doesn't really matter because he's like a billionaire, but they throw that in there. Cool to see the directors buying in, I guess. Um, but then they say the uh, proceeds from this stock sale are uh, expected to be about 2.3 billion before discounts and expenses. You know, so at the end of the day, what this translates to is Tesla is selling stock and they're gonna raise about $2 billion is gonna go into their bank account from selling stock. So you can actually look at this SEC filing, I'll put a link to, um, which is like the preliminary offering. So as you can see, 2.65 million shares is what they're offering here. Goldman and Morgan Stanley uh, joint or co-leading the deal with a bunch of other banks there. But the important thing here to think about is 2.65 million shares. So this is not much stock Tesla's selling. And this is where I think, um, reading in between the lines, what happened here is when Elon Musk and his, uh, the CFO, Zach Kirkhorn were saying, oh, we don't need to raise money. The stock was actually at $580 per share. The conference call was a huge hit. It, shares went to 700 or 600 the next day, then 700, then 800, then 900. Now they're around 767 when they put this out, actually in the 780s as I'm recording this. So that's like a 33, 34% move since they said they didn't want to raise capital. So the stock price has gone up another 34%. Um, so that makes it, you know, you, they can raise way more money with diluting less. So from that perspective, um, this is a really well-timed move from like a financially uh, timing perspective in a lot of ways, because if, if you think about it, two point, for them to raise 2 billion, you know, a year or two ago, they were diluting the company like five or 6%, which is pretty significant dilution. But now with a little over 180 million shares outstanding, um, they're selling about 2.65 million shares. That's about 1.5% dilution. So very small dilution for $2 billion of cash. So um, I think strategically from a long-term perspective, leveraging this super high equity price to dilute this, this tiny, tiny amount, um, it could make a lot of sense. Although I, 
just in the back of my head, maybe you can tell, I'm just like a little bit bummed because I think like Tesla shares are like worth their weight in gold or more. Like they're just so, so valuable. You just do not want to dilute unless you have to. Um, but anyway, this will give the company a bigger cushion. So we'll talk about that in a second, but I do think it is worth, actually the stock's at two, 790 as I'm, as I'm recording this episode, it's crazy. Shares just keep climbing on this news. I guess the market is pumped that Tesla is strengthening its balance sheet. Um, and so I wanted to dive in because also something else happened that was pretty interesting today. Um, Tesla put out their 10K, which is their annual filing about with all their financials. It's like 300 pages long, um, talking about what's going on with the company, an amazing read. I'll put a link in the description if you haven't read it already, but just so fascinating, so many tidbits in there um, that I sure I, I hadn't even discovered yet. But one of them is extremely important and has a lot to do with this capital raise. So this is actually something I haven't seen re reported anywhere yet. Um, probably will be after this video, but Tesla is significantly up their CapEx guidance. And so um, that is a big reason that I think they could have decided to do this capital raise. So if you go to every single quarterly filing, um, Tesla basically is just an SEC rule has to disclose how much capital expenditures they're expected to spend on an annual basis for the foreseeable future, like the next couple years. Capital expenditures are investments for future growth. If you're a rapidly growing manufacturing company, the SEC wants you to disclose that so investors can get a sense of, okay, well, how much money you're gonna need to spend on all these factories you're building on all this new tech you're developing. So Tesla discloses that every quarter. Uh, if we go into page 49 of the most recent 10Q, you can see that um, they guide here, um, we currently estimate that capital expenditures will be between two to 2.5 billion annually for the next two fiscal years. So Tesla's basically saying our annual guidance for CapEx is two to 2.5 billion per year for the next couple years, for 2020 and 2021. We'll now go to the 10K and if we go to page 41, you'll see um, they have we they have totally changed this guidance. We currently expect our average annual expenditures in 2020 and the two succeeding fiscal years to be 2.5 to 3.5 billion. So Tesla has upped their capex guidance from 2 to 2.5 billion to 2.5 to 3 billion. At the midpoint, that's 2.25 billion a year to 3 billion a year. That's an average of like 600 something million a quarter to 700 million, uh, 750 million a quarter. So uh, basically, spending you know almost an extra billion per year on future growth investments. So a pretty significant upgrade in the amount of CapEx they're planning to spend. And so if, if you start thinking, you know, reverse engineering that of, okay, Tesla wants to invest in growth, they want to keep a cash cushion for a recession. Um, it makes sense, you know, that 2 billion, you know, uh, you know, 1 billion increase each year is 2 billion. They just raised 2 billion. So they basically just offset that growth in CapEx with this capital raise. So going into hypercharts world, uh, you can follow along hypercharts.co slash Tesla. Um, I just wanted to, to hone in a little bit more on what Tesla's CapEx trend has been so we can see a little bit more about what they're thinking. So this is Tesla's cash flow chart on a quarterly basis. We have operating cash flow, capital expenditures, and free cash flow. Um, let's just start by saying, actually, this is worth highlighting because I think in Q1, Tesla's poised to lose a bunch of cash. So even though Tesla's cash balance has been going up, as we can see right here, they had about 6.3 billion in cash, up from 5.3 billion, all-time highs for record cash balance. Um, what has happened every single Q1? Cash has gone down um, after Q1 in a lot of occasions because, as you can see, they pr produce negative operating cash flow. And so Tesla, Q1 is a seasonally weak quarter for the automotive business. Not a lot of people are buying cars. Tesla's typically building more inventory um, than they're selling in Q1 to sort of build up inventory for the year. Additionally, less sales, but all of their fixed costs. This means that Tesla loses a lot of money in Q1 of the year and then starts making it back throughout the year. As you can see, that's been the historical trend. If we look at their operating cash flow, Q1, always a pretty weak quarter, lost about 400 million in Q1 2018, 640 million in Q1 2019. And that's just operating cash flow. That's not even taken into capital expenditures. So I think Q1 of 2020 is gonna be another quarter of a loss of operating cash flow. So it's important that they have a cushion there. Just wanted to mention that, but 
Now let's get into the more important part, capital expenditures. How much is Tesla spending on every quarter for new growth? So as we can see, um, Tesla's significantly scaled down their CapEx since uh, 2017 here, when they're spending you know a billion a quarter almost, over a billion a quarter for a couple quarters um, to ramp the Model 3 and get that off the ground. And this was when they were having a bunch of issues ramping the Model 3, they had to build the GA4 in the tent, um, they were missing all their deadlines, so they were sort of overspending and sort of panic mode. Um, since then, Tesla's got a lot better at manufacturing and has you know, been guiding in their quarterly letters. CapEx per unit of capacity is going down by 50%, by 65% on these new production lines, Model Y at Fremont, Gigafactory 3 Shanghai. So Tesla's getting much more capital efficient at building out their production lines. So that's one uh, thing that we're seeing here play out on the, on the CapEx thing is they just need less CapEx to build out the same production lines because they're getting more efficient. But they're still going to have to ramp this CapEx significantly. And if you think about the guidance here, you know, 412 million seems like, okay, they're kind of growing CapEx. This is nowhere near what Tesla's guiding. You know, 3 billion, the midpoint of their CapEx guidance divided by 4, 750 million a quarter. So this is going to, this number is going to have to go all the way back down, you know, here on average, 750 million per quarter for the next four quarters. So uh, Tesla, we're seeing, we're, they're basically guiding for a significant increase in capital expenditures. Now the question is, what are they going to spend that money on? Model Y ramp. We know they are going to significantly increase Model Y capacity from basically zero test production runs at the start of this year towards ramping up to like, I don't know, 100,000 uh, vehicles per year capacity at Fremont alone. That's going to take significant CapEx at Fremont. Then we have Gigafactory 3 Shanghai where they're you know building out the Model 3 production line. They're also building out a battery facility. They're also going to start building out a Model Y production line there um, to, to, for 2021. So you think about all this production expansion that Tesla is doing, two factories around the world, actually three factories around the world, when you consider that Gigafactory Berlin is also starting construction this year, they're going to have to start spending CapEx there, ramping throughout the year to get ready for production there in 2021. So huge ramp ups um, in vehicle production capacity that are going to require significant CapEx in 2020. The other big thing that they haven't really mentioned here and that I've just, this is kind of my personal theory of what Tesla's going to announce and spend at least a billion or two on over the next couple of years is bringing uh, battery cell production in-house. And so this has been a huge theory I've talked about on the channel. Many, you know, you know, in the know Tesla blogs have been referencing it, but this theory that Tesla bought Maxwell Technologies is going to leverage this dry battery electrode battery manufacturing breakthrough to basically start building their own battery cells. It's not like they're going to cut out Panasonic, who's their current battery partner. Um, they just need more capacity. So my guess is they're going to keep expanding with Panasonic, um, getting those 2170 cells at Gigafactory Nevada, keep buying cells, 18650 cells from Panasonic Japan for the Model S and X. Um, but then for these new products, like the semi-truck, like the Cybertruck, um, I think they're going to start potentially using these in-house uh, produced battery cells. And so if Tesla, you know, Elon Musk has said battery investor day is going to be extremely important. And this big takeaway, the news to drop a battery investor day is we're going to go from producing 50 gigawatt hours of batteries to one to two terawatt hours of batteries in the foreseeable future in the coming years. That's like a 50x increase or, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 X increase in the amount of batteries they need. So it's not just like, even if they double with Panasonic, like that's nowhere near enough the capacity. And that's what Elon Musk has talked about, you know, over and over again on the conference call is our biggest constraint on growth. It, you know, Tesla basically sells every car they build is just how many cars we can build. And the biggest limiting factor for how many cars they can build is how many batteries they have. So that's also why they've been so kind of like delayed on the semi-truck is because the semi-truck requires way more batteries than a Model 3 or Model Y. And so they just don't have enough batteries to, to build a bunch of semi-trucks yet without diverting supply from Model 3 or Model Y or, or other vehicles. So the biggest limiting factor on Tesla right now has been batteries. How do we get enough batteries? And so I think if they're gonna bring cell production in-house, they're gonna have to spend billions of dollars to build out new battery production lines. Um, and that's, the you know, how else do you expand capacity by such a dramatic amount? You have to 
spend the capex to build out these battery lines. So my prediction is that Tesla, although 2019 was a year of building up cash, 2020 will be a year of significantly spending cash. Like the core business operationally will have very strong cash flow, um, but they're gonna wanna just have a huge ramp up um, of capital expenditures. And I think the part of that that nobody's really pricing in or, or realizing yet is that Battery Investor Day, they're gonna be like, here's this crazy new technology, here are the new cells we're building, and we're gonna spend $2 billion to build this massive factory expansion, um, either at Nevada or somewhere else to start building our own cells. I think it's just gonna take a ton of money, ton of CapEx, that's what they're gonna do. Um, and then that brings up another point, which is Gigafactory Austin. Um, this is, or Gigafactory Texas. I'm hoping it's Gigafactory Austin, because I was just in Austin at the fully charged event. I thought, such a cool city. Um, but it sounds like Tesla's getting ready for Gigafactory Texas. Um, which I think they could build a Cybertruck there, Cybertruck, pickup, made in Texas. Like, I just think that's an awesome idea. Um, and apparently there's rumors that Tesla had previously even considered uh, Texas as a site for the Gigafactory when they were eventually chose Nevada. So they've already seen, like, seems like I put some thought into building a huge factory in Texas. And so if they want to accelerate their plans, you know, they're doing China, they're doing Fremont, they're doing Berlin, and now they want to do Texas too. I mean, we're talking a ton of CapEx to expand production capacity. And so that is another thing I think could be playing into this. It's not like they're desperate for cash and they need to, they couldn't have spent, you know, their money on all these gross initiatives by themselves, but it's just that it, you know, if you want to spend like crazy on all this stuff and still have a cushion for a recession, um, leveraging your extremely high share price right now to raise a little bit of equity just strategically makes a lot of sense, a little bit more risk averse. You know, a lot of us a year or two ago were like begging Tesla to raise money because they were on like such a shoestring budget and it just seemed like they had no cushion if things went wrong. So, you know, if you take a look, step back and look through that lens, it's like, wow, this if you're really a long-term investor concerned about the safety of the company, this should make you sleep at, uh, sleep a lot better at night and feel better about the overall health of the company. I wanna go back to hypercharts really quickly just to show you on um, the cash flow on an annual view, um, just to, to kind of uh, play out this point, operating cash flow perspective, Tesla's business for the past two years has, from their core business of operations, been pumping out significant cash flow, 2.1 billion, then 2.4 billion. I think this will actually go up even in 2020. So that gives them, you know, a lot of ammo to spend on capex. Um, even if they spend, you know, three billion on capex, that could be all muted out by operating cash flow, which I think is really, really exciting. Um, but this does, on an annual basis, goes to show that Tesla's capex for the past two years has been sort of artificially depressed, and it's going to go way closer back to these 2017 levels, or maybe you know around here um, for 2020. And then we talk about the free cash flow. Um, I think the free cash flow number could actually maybe even go down a little bit in 2020, despite higher operating cash flow because of these higher capital expenditures. But just wanted to point that out. Anyway, that wraps up this episode at a high level summary. Tesla is raising uh, $2 billion by selling about 2.6 million shares of stock, 1.5% tiny dilution. This gives them uh, more dry powder and ammo to sort of accelerate turbocharged growth plans of expanding vehicle productions with new factories. Um, I think it gives them a bunch of money to invest in future battery cell lines, which they're going to announce at Battery Investor Day. And then while doing all these crazy growth things, um, gives them a bigger cushion if a recession were to hit. And you think about what's happening with the coronavirus right now. Um, I, I should have mentioned this earlier, but like, you know, that's totally stalling what's happening in China. I know they have reopened the factory, but you know, if that continues to get worse and then something happens in China and they have all these cars and expenses to pay, but they're not getting revenue, like a lot of things can happen. And so this gives them more of a cushion to sort of, you know, not be in trouble financially um, and dilute 
on horrible terms if the share price is plunging because sales are down and then they're forced to dilute um, that's a lot worse than just this tiny 1.5% dilution when the share price is super high. So anyway, those are my two cents. Would love to know what you think in the comments below. Did this catch you by surprise? What are your thoughts about the capital raise? Um, huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, producers, fun in the channel. I'll see you guys next time. Peace.